Welcome to The Corner. It's a celebration and conversation of everything creative. It's a soapbox, it's an intersection, it's a gathering place. Here we go. to the corner welcome back if you're a regular welcome if you're new this is matt aka m deglad woodrow you're listening to episode 20 that's two zero i've got 20 episodes of the corner under my belt now who knew i would come this far i mean that's that's a pretty awesome thing for me that means that means a lot that i've gone this far and i'm very grateful for the people i've had on and Speaking of those people I've had on, uh, I I got to tell you that the best part of that is that like some of these so, some of these folks that I've had on are people I've known for some time, and some of them are people I have pretty much just met because of this show, um, and some combination of the two. Uh, the greatest thing about this is uh, is the conversations that have come out of this um, for the people that I just met. It's awesome to have those new connections and those new conversations and, and, and build memories with, with new folks. And then the, on the other side of it is there's been people on this, this year thing called The Corner that I've known for a little while, um, meaning like a while. I've known for a number of years um, and they have been a part of my life in some way or shape or form. And so... The greatest thing about the guests that are not people I've known is that, like, it feels like I have known them. I feel like I've, I'm right at home talking to these folks. And for the people I have known, it's it is, it's been both awesome to know and get to know them on a different level, on a, like a professional level, if you will, or a creative level. Uh, and and in a lot of ways, it's it's. Uh, those conversations were a long time coming because it had been a while since I had talked to some of those folks. And that's amazing. It's a kind of catching up, if you will. Speaking of that kind of catching up and a long time coming for talking to fo- some folks again, the guest on this episode is uh, a very talented and very sweet and awesome person named Hannah Hoffman. Uh, Hannah was a student of mine when I when I taught high school English uh, a little while back uh, she is uh, an amazingly big-hearted person and just a very energetic and very just uh, 
totally herself type of person, which is awesome. And for the, the entire time I've known her, uh, she has she has been that. Uh, she is on the show not only because I'm, I've known her for some time and she has been in my classrooms, but because she is also a fantastic musician. Um, she writes and produces and, and composes her own songs. Uh, her, her newest endeavor is called Dutch Experts, and she just released an EP called Bound by This, and I have to tell you, it is amazing. It is, it is beautiful, it is poignant, and it is everything that, that I had hoped for in, in what she was doing, because she, she as you'll hear on, in this interview, is amazingly and rightfully proud of what she's doing with this new music. Um, so a little background about her is, like I said, like she's a former student and always, always comes to you 100% herself. And this conversation was a long time coming because she, like I said, is a musician and I am very interested in talking to people who create art of, uh, part of like art into the world. And, uh, and she is definitely one of the people that I, I wanted to talk to uh, and I'm very, very, very uh, grateful and, and proud of the fact that she is someone who has been in my classroom and, and has learned from me, as, as she has said. Uh, so, so, yeah, this is such a fun conversation, and you're going to hear just a really awesome personality. Uh, I urge you to to listen to more of her music. I mean, I will definitely link her band camp into the description that the, the episode description. So please click on that buy or download anything that, that she's put out. It's very much well worth it. I mean, you're not going to be disappointed. And as always, I have the option of you could, you could comment on the episode. Like, you know, you, you could type a comment, leave it on my wall of the uh of the the podcast or you could send me a voice message uh, tell me telling me what you think of this episode uh telling me what you think of of, of hannah's music and uh yeah so without further ado and more verbal shenanigans from this guy uh, just enjoy this conversation with hannah hoffman of dutch experts friend former student and just all around awesome person up late and or lately I'm up late so I totally get it How, yeah. how's it going it's good it's going pretty well I, I think you've seen we found a little one you have uh, a little one oh, yeah that's why the late nights uh I try to get everything I get done after she goes to bed and it it uh doesn't always work out yeah but, no, I, you gotta like you got to shuffle shit around with with children involved. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> and well, it's good to hear your voice. Same to you. Like I, I wish I wish that we could have made it down to the Stone Church uh, thing. So I just wanted to let that let that be known that I I miss seeing your music live. So oh, 
Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, uh, maybe I'll get up that way at some point. Yeah, we'll be looking out for it. That's, awesome. Um, yeah. So I, it's, I, just, I think you can see it's it's already recording. And then I'm not sure if you've heard any other episodes. I kind of just leave everything in. Um, in part because I'm lazy and in part because I have no idea really what I'm doing when it comes to editing. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, but, but you know me to be kind of a professional half-asser sometimes. So, Well, that's, <laughs> there's a certain quality to that that is, you know, <clears throat> is worth not editing. So yeah, I'm down for a candid conversation that's not edited. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's kind of what I try to do anyway. So especially if I know a person like I do with, with you. And so I know it's been a while since, you know, between the pandemic and just because life being life. So, and so congrats on the EP, first of all. So thank you. You're very welcome. Um, so if you did, uh, I'll do the intro later because uh, that's kind of how I do. But so for the dear listeners out there, we are talking to Hannah Hoffman of Dutch Experts. Um, someone I've known for some time um, in different capacities, but I started as your teacher ages yeah. ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to do the math because I don't want to make myself feel older than I already do. So. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's, that's fine because I also don't want to do the math. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and so it's how, been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's just been a while, yes. Um, and it's, let's just say it, 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 it happened, it feels like it happened a few minutes ago that we were sharing the same classrooms and I saw you graduate and, and so, and as that type of person in your life, I'm ecstatic to see you doing stuff with your music because, because I, I know it was a huge thing then and it certainly seems to be a huge thing now. So, well, you know, it's important to keep. I think what I've learned as an adult is that it's important to keep doing the things that bring you joy because it seems like when you do those things, then the universe kind of like responds in this way where it supports that. So um, that's kind of what I've concluded. I, I like that. If you're going to do any sort of adulting, that's a good way to do the adulting thing. So Yeah. And... Yeah, so I like to think that I'm trying to do that too. And that's part of what it, this podcast is. And I'm still writing poetry and still trying to do stuff with that. So, yeah, I mean, it's the stuff that brings you joy. And if it, does, if it doesn't bring you joy, do you need to do it? Probably not. <laughs> so. No, I, I love that. I love that you're, I love that you're making time to do the things that you love to do, even with like juggling every impossible scenario. Like <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> the thought of having children on top of like my life too i'm like oh my god people have kids and they do stuff that they love to do like how <laughs> that's so amazing like i just want to like congratulate everyone who's able to juggle so well well thank you yeah it's a there's definitely a juggling act at times and it's a but other times like i love kids so it's not like I want to have a million of my own, but but I love them, especially love my own. So it's a uh, yeah. She's she and she is definitely into music because I I was actually playing your music earlier today, and as soon as the that's the synth started in, she started bopping to it. So oh, 
you've got a little fan. So yay! <laughs> I love I love fans of all sizes. Yeah. Like like little fans, tiny fans. I love oh, yeah. a tiny fan. Because <laughs> at the very least, they're not going to be able to yell at you or tell you to to play some stuff that's not in your realm. Of, uh, so, but she was bobbing along, which is cool because she's very much a walker now, and mm, and so how she. How old is she now? She she is just over a year old. So, so she's a she's a unit. That's for sure. That's amazing! Yeah. Wow, a year. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the craziest part. It's like that she and then I I know you've seen the pictures of the oldest. She just turned 16, so... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I don't even know who gave her permission to do that, but... That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how to reconcile that. You've got, like, like both sides of the life spectrum. It's so fun. Yeah, like, one's learning how to walk, one's learning how to drive. (laughs) Uh, Somewhere in the middle having a midlife crisis. (laughs) (laughs) It'll keep you humble, right? Absolutely. If anything can make you feel small, it's it's that kind of thing, and in a good way. So, but, awesome. but, but yeah. And so, uh, I got you know I've got the, the 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 prototypical I guess like questions for you regarding like your creative life, and but I also like like you said I like there's nothing wrong. There's something really awesome about a candid conversation, especially amongst friends. Of course. Um, yeah, so it's and it's cool that we can call each other friends mm-hmm. now too. But to be fair, you've been calling me Matt since before you graduated. Yes, yes, I do recall calling you Matt in mm-hmm. school. Yes. So which, it's which good, to keep, good to keep it real. I think I, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it did take me a number of years to get used to being called Mister Wood. So it was like, yeah, it's still weird, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, you know it's even stranger is that like um one of i don't know if you had him as a student but like one of my oldest friends is also a former student of yours maybe who has the same name as you and so i've seen him like over the years and it's just so funny to be like oh other matt wood from (laughs) mascoma high school (laughs) so wild yeah, I didn't have him as a student, but I had his brother. Though, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a solid. The Matt Woods in my life are solid, solid folks. So. Glad, glad to be. Saying thank you. And <laughs> uh, uh, it's like I let's see. Was, uh, oh, and that, that was the one. Another thing I wanted to remind you of too is that the um, the other Hannah, my wife, says hello. Hi. <laughs> so, it's like oh, it's like. It's Tell always the, the will do. Yeah, she calls you Alt Hannah when we're talking about you when you're not around, and so uh, and I call her the other Hannah when I'm talking to you and she's not around. So it's because because that's how that's how names work. You know, another Matt. I'm married to another Hannah. So yep, yep. And and, and to and to bring the listeners back into some 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 realm of of what the reality is. We're a former student. I'm former teacher. Uh, my wife and I actually got together as a couple the, one of the nights we, we saw you perform. And I remember talking to you a little bit about this. And the coolest thing about that is that you, you responded by, first of all, being super excited about it. 
And then second of all, be like, I just assumed you guys were already together. So, oh. <laughs> I did. Yeah. It kind of just seemed to make sense to me, but. Yeah. And then you're not the first person to, to say that to us. There's a lot of friends of ours from, because we've known each other since we were kids. Right. And there are a lot of, and there are a lot of friends of ours that are, when we went public, if you will, with our being a couple, being on, meaning, meaning Facebook, we went Facebook official. There's, <laughs> there's friends who are like, well, that makes sense. Right. It's another yeah. way. So, it, yeah. So, so you picked up on something that it took us a little while to pick up on, but isn't that funny? How that works? It, it, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like the whole world knows sometimes before you know. Yeah, it felt like it felt like that was what was happening with us, and like people would hear us talk about the other, and then they're like, you know what? You're probably in love with that person. Yeah, but not, yeah, and like look what happens. It's so sweet. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah. So it's, but, but that's just to give some context, some more context to the history that, that the Hannah I'm talking to and I have together. Um, she picked up on my wife and I, or my, at that time, my future wife and I's love, which I think is the kind of an artist's way as well. As, oh, totally. Yeah. As I know, I pick up on everybody else's love first to being a writer. I'm like, oh, look at those two. Even those two are probably like, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. We love denial. Yes, um, <laughs> and, and you and you are partnered up with like as far as like your life type partner. You're partnered up with another musician too, correct? Yes. And I don't know. I knew that, but you, my listeners didn't. And and if you're metal fans, that dude can shred. So, oh yeah. And I saw that Barishi is ending, but they're going on to something else, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they are, and it's it's kind of wild because they've been playing together for so long like maybe like close to 15 years in in various um contexts but yeah one of the one of the band members left a few months ago he he quit the band and that kind of like started this snowball effect for Graham to kind of um realize that maybe it was time to end Barishi and and start a new thing but he has this he has like this really brilliant album that he wrote over the last year and I think it's gonna be a really good release for a new project because it's kind of a departure from like the style of metal that Barishi was doing and it's definitely like sludgier and heavier um so I don't know I think it'll be a good release for his next thing so I'm excited I think he's excited I think it's time for like a fresh a fresh slate and they, they yeah they like ended their contract with their record label so it kind of all like kind of all seems like it's signaling to like a new thing that needs to happen well that's that's cool then yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. all good it's a little bittersweet but it's also kind of like they had a really good run and i know that they have fans that will follow them so um yeah so it's yeah. good that's cool yeah, so I wanted to give some context of like your life there, because like for for the for listeners who want to hear it all, is like you know like creative people sometimes do attract other creative people. So it's a and it's funny because anytime I saw you, I'd see Graham at your shows. Yeah, and then and vice versa. When anytime I would I would get the chance to see Barishi, you were there. So yeah, so it was it was cool to to be able to to get both both of you at the same time 
and, and it's funny as my wife has known Graham longer than she's known you. And, yeah. yeah. So it's like, so we both had the, she and I had that crossroads of, you know, liking both. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah. 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 I know. It's fun. It's fun to, it's a small town. <laughs> it, it is. It's a small area. I mean, you could just call Vermont in general, just like a small town. Yeah. But, yeah. Cause yeah. I, I mean, and you found that out um, shortly after you, you went down that way, you, you started working with one of my classmates. That's so, right. So that's, which is, it's just funny as I remember you sending me a message you're like I work with and like whoa holy crap how That's do you know so yeah small world yeah yes <laughs> and it's funny like the people who like just stay um just stay around the area you know yeah create little legacies of their own right yeah it's uh I like it though I've it sucked me in I'm good and sucked in. So yeah. that's a it's, it's a wonderful area. Touch, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah. Oh, and before I forgot to to and before I forget and start getting into business, um uh Danny and Laura say hello. Oh um, you yeah. yeah, I work with them actually. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah where we all work at the same middle school. So I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how small the world is. And I remember him and his brother from when they visited, but I never taught either of them. So, um, oh, yeah. But oh my God. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I uh, love Laura so much. She's like one of my dearest, oldest. Yeah, friends. that's what she had said too. She's like, I told her that I was talking to you tonight. And she's like, oh my God, tell her I said hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's the best. She's yeah. So awesome. And I'm not sure if you know. I mean, maybe it's her news to tell, but she and he are expecting as well. So stop. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but act surprised if you talk to her. So. Oh, when did? How far along is she? Oh, um, uh, June at the end of the school year is going to be when when the baby really? comes. Really? So, yeah. Oh my god. So, she hasn't said anything to me. <gasps> That's so exciting. Yeah, so, yeah, so act surprised if she wants you to be surprised. <laughs> okay, I will. I totally yeah. will. Oh, my and God. Would, and if they, and if they hear this, I will, I will totally fess up and be like, yeah, kind of what that cat out of the bag. Sorry, guys. But, That's all right. I'm sure she'll forgive you. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So oh, I thought, so that, yeah, that was some cool news for you. They both lit up when I told them, told them I was talking about it. Oh, because yeah, cause she told me you guys go back and. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we do. Yeah. Sure. She, I worked with her like my first job, like right out of high school, and um, we got along really, really well. And I yeah. hung out with her a lot for awesome. years. So yeah, she's she's great, and she'll like she's one of those people who will just like show up at my shows sometimes, and like I won't have talked, I wouldn't have talked to her for like you know probably like a year and then she'll just show up and i'm like fucking love that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> people who are like so supportive and no matter what that's yeah. what's up that's what's up i mean that's that's a hundred percent of why i keep doing this because like people keep showing up for me i'm like wow that's cool this is really fucking great like you said yeah it's so like a- you don't expect people to do anything but then when the people who do show up you're like oh that's how you know that like that they still like 
have love for you and it doesn't matter like how much time passes it's like I don't know I feel like I have a lot of friends like that that I'm like yep cool we can just pick right back up where we left off <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's what's up right there that's really what makes the world go around so it's yeah I mean it's like I feel like and like a, like I said it's like since you since you graduated I would say even before like you and I kind of talked more frankly and more more candidly and but since you graduated especially and I was able to like to finally saw your your live show like I said the night that my wife and I got together um but seen you a few times since and I've seen you also also obviously seen you perform when you were a student but like but yeah you and I always seem to be able to get along and get to get to some fun conversations and some, you know, we've had real conversations too, because like there are some kids in classes that were pretty real, pretty quick that had, we had to put some fires out, but, <laughs> uh, but, but you were always like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> somehow you didn't, somehow you didn't kill any of those kids, but somehow either of us didn't, but, um, but um, for the interest of creativity and everything, I do have questions because I do do my homework a little bit. Because, that's what I try to do. I try to give every one of my guests, even if I know them a little bit or a lot of it, um, I try to give them all the respect because you guys are up to something really cool that I'm not, I'm not up to. So that's why you're on. Um, so I'm going to take you as far back as I can, I think, uh, with asking you this question. Like, what was it about music that made you want to make music? Like, was there an album, a song, an artist? Mm. And how far back was that? Oh, man. Well, you know, I think I've always been attracted to music just because my parents are musicians and like had music going all the time when I was a kid. So I think it was kind of this like inevitable uh, pull that I had to it. And I feel like it's kind of like a genetic thing. But I, I don't know, like there were so many different things that I was really fascinated by I think in particular like my earliest memories would probably be like um I mean first it was like Barney (laughs) (laughs) and that guy like the thing about Barney and also Raffi like we're talking like the dreams of the 90s here (laughs) children's music and the thing the things about those two is that they they had some like really catchy hooks you know yeah. And I feel like I'm a catchy hook kind of gal. So I was like, in front of that TV, I was like doing some crowd participation shit. <laughs> I've grown to really detest as an adult, but, um, <laughs> but as a kid, I was like, yeah, crowd right participation. So that was probably the first. And then I started doing these like, like really dramatic like performances in my living room as a child. <laughs> I was like very into like Enya. Oh wow. <laughs> Enya and like also Disney. So I I think I'm really drawn or I was initially really drawn to like the crowd participation thing. Then as I evolved a little bit, I would say more like female singer-songwriter like kind of like new agey like ethereal stuff which totally checks out because it kind of has always stayed with me and I feel like now I've come full circle and like that's the kind of music I'm making more now um so I don't know like those are my earliest inspirations I would say 
I can I can see that. And as you reminded me, and I'm not sure if I, I mean this as a compliment. You reminded me of a Lord line, where he said like where she says something about like I kind of I'm kind of getting over being told to throw my hands up in the air. Mm. It's like I I forgot what song that is, but it, that that album is fantastic though. The pure oh. hero, pure heroin. Totally. I love Lord. Yeah, Lord is, Lord is good. Yeah. She just keeps getting better to me. And then, then your music, like I heard when I heard the EP, I was like, okay, this, this, this is right. This is right. Oh, and thank I, you. You're yeah, very welcome. You. <laughs> and, and it's like, I, I, I remember seeing you a few years ago prior to pandemic and, and you were, you were just getting, like, I remember you telling me you were getting into synth synth music you're, you're the synth like trying it out trying to feel it out and like you were already you know making huge steps then when you were still like quote unquote trying it out and then i heard i heard dp and i'm like god damn like she's not trying it anymore <laughs> this is she's right in it and this is it's fantastic and oh thank you you're very welcome and so so like that, that's a really fun that's a really fun like amalgamation of things that, that made you love music and being family and then uh, you're the first person i've heard say barney was an inspiration <laughs> or anything <laughs> not not violent I mean, raffy made I, that guy is prolific dude raffy like had some things yeah yeah like, and he's prolific baby well. Beluga? like yeah come on everyone yeah. knows that song yeah. right so I don't know. Oh. I mean, if we're going to deny the fact that like Barney and Raffi are not key influences of like a 90s childhood, like I'm, I think they're I think people are lying. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why that stuff like worked. It was like pure capitalist, like, I don't know, inventions for children to be distracted. Right. And it and it's awesome, though. Like it's catchy. So, yeah. I don't know. There's something to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, I like that you said there's no use in denying it because it really like the things that you grew up on are the things you grew up on, no matter what that was. And I mean, I, I still, I still, and I'm, to this day, rock new kids on the walk because that's the shit I grew up on. Oh, totally. And being a kid from Dorchester, Massachusetts, how could I not rock a group that is four out of five members from Dorchester, Massachusetts? So, okay. so so and and i'm working on this this is a, a funny thing is i'm working on a logo for this podcast it's inspired by the graphics that those guys use for their logo that's awesome so we'll see how it comes and i'm not very visually art, artistic but we'll, we'll we'll work it out <laughs> one step at a time absolutely uh, so you had that you had the the, the very ver versatile and very diverse background from barney to raffi to to like you know, said the, the the female singer songwriters. To then you then you definitely you you found your way into to using synth along with keys and everything. Because for those who need to look up Hannah's music after this this episode, after listening to this episode, she's an amazing pianist as well. So like this 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 person knows how to play a piano, and an amazing voice too. So like everything you want in a musician, I'm talking to you right now, listener. So. Aww. And I'm saying that because it's true. And Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you're very, very welcome. So if we're if we're talking like about the evolution of, and now that we, we we can tell you 
and we can tell that you are a full-fledged musician making music, uh, putting it out there into the world. Like, what comes first with your when you're making music? Is it uh, is it the words? Is it the melody? Is it is it some sort of hook or uh, or a chord that that kind of keeps playing in your head, or all of the above, or does it depend on the song? Mm, yeah, I so when I first started writing music, I would just like sit down and it would all kind of come out of me at once. And then I almost like in reflection on that process, it, that for me, like, cause those songs were really terrible. Um, <laughs> that for me was like very much a needed um, release of like emotion that I don't think I knew how to put anywhere else. So like, I think kids when, you know, when you're like 13 and 14 and you've got all this angst and in my scenario, like my parents had just gotten divorced. It was like, I didn't really have like, I didn't, I didn't really have an outlet for my anger. So I think that like writing songs in that way kind of became like, um, more of like an emotional thing as opposed to like I'm doing this for the sake of making music it was kind of it was like a all encompass encompassing thing it was like I was experimenting with like oh I could write a song but also it was like I need this so I'm not going crazy <laughs> um so that's kind of interesting how that how it started but then uh when I got more into like editing which I really was a terrible editor for many, many years. Um, and it wasn't really until I started like playing with electronic, like production stuff, like do using like GarageBand, like I absolutely use GarageBand because it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, but when I started playing with GarageBand, it was easier for me to like put things in and then go back and listen to them and like work with them in new ways. So I think my songwriting process has like evolved so much from being just very um, kind of almost like this visceral, like um, very like animalistic thing that I <laughs> have to do into like more of like a intellectual process um I don't know it's kind of it's kind of funny so now it's like I I kind of feel like I play with like texture sonic texture more than anything and that kind of spurs the inspiration for the other pieces of the music and then I think really my lyric writing comes last now it's almost like I fit it together like a puzzle oh that's pretty cool that's yeah, so that that's definitely that shows a lot of evolution as well. I mean, that's I you didn't you didn't throw away all the old music though, did you? I, mean, I hope I hope you didn't. I, mean, I don't I don't know if throw away is the right term. I it's somewhere it exists somewhere, but I just don't want to know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. I think that's, that's kind of like how I'm treating it. <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, yeah. That, uh, because uh, I know that as a fellow creative, like I have a number of notebooks that will probably never see the light of day. Mm. Uh, uh, again, I should say, because of course they did at some point. But so I, I, I definitely identify with that 13, 14, 15, 16 year old me that, that you know, that, that was the poet that was just, just, just figuring out words could do something. And, 
man, man, was some of that shit awful. But, uh, <laughs> but, it, but like you said, it needed to be done. I mean, like I, I am also a child of divorce too. So like it, it, it definitely, definitely needed some sort of venting. And so I totally identify with that. And, but I hear you that like, you don't really need to know where it is. So it's I like, how yeah. You yeah, I feel like sometimes art, like, I mean, I've also come to the, come to terms with the fact that, like, like, for a while, I was kind of lamenting, like, not putting things out um, for many years. And then I kind of realized that, like, all those things that I created are, like, really, like, everything that I make is, is really just for me, ultimately. It's like, I I obviously do want to share the stuff that I think is deserving of being shared, but like all those processes were like really important learning, learning processes for me artistically. Um, so I feel like keeping those kind of <laughs> to myself is okay. Like I don't have to share <laughs> them, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Like they don't have to be seen. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, they, if, in in the end, it gave you something else too. So like, it's, I mean, it, not every song or poems or books' purpose is to be, you know, out there. Sometimes it's to be the the, the step to what's coming out. So totally. that that makes sense. Yeah. Or anything that sticks out from from back then, or anything from. I know like, you're, you you should be immensely proud of what you've done. Um, and the things that you have put out there, because the things I've heard at least are fantastic. And but is there anything even from those old days? You're like that. That's I was onto something there. Did like or or do you tend not to be like I don't know about that? Because um, like mm -hmm. I try to be a little less in myself. But um, yeah, I think you know that's a good question. I I think that they were all fine. They were all fine seeds to plant. I will, I will allow myself that. I think that if anything, I wish that I'd worked harder sometimes um, because it turns out when I actually like put my nose to the grindstone, I am capable of creating something like better than I thought I was able to do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Weird. Um, <laughs> so it, it turns out I'm like a horrific procrastinator, but you know, those are these are all lessons that we learn in our life and they just come at different times and that's okay um so i don't know i mean in some ways yes there are some nuggets that are decent um but then i'm also kind of okay with like just scrapping things and like not looking back at them like i think you have to make a lot of bad stuff to make like one good thing um and I think you just have to put your time in. That so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Because, I mean, it's, it, it, at the very least, it is practice. And, it's, uh, and practice is going to make better. Mm -hmm. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm glad it's still out there somewhere, though. Or at least not out there, but somewhere, like, if you really looked for it, you can find it. Because I don't like throwing things away in general, but especially yeah. especially things I make. So... So that's why I was gonna. I was gonna be like, wait, wait, don't throw it away. If you were going to think about throwing it away, <laughs> no, I'm sure. I think like my dad has a bunch. Of
that's like somewhere saved I know I have like notebooks like all over the place saved somewhere so I know they like exist <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like I don't really need to look at this right now but I'm sure that um, I'm sure that someday I'll want to like go have a little like time with myself and look through everything and be nostalgic Right. So, so I'll I won't throw it away for my future self. <laughs> Been good because like I wouldn't be that teacher role if I if I allowed you to go away without me saying don't throw it away. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Because yeah. I remember in creative writing anyway, like that's that's one of the lessons I would always say is like no matter how bad you think it is, that could be something or it could be a stepping stone to something else or. So don't throw it away. At least you know, until you know, like it's, it's certainty that it's absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, that's fair. Uh, so you you uh, you already touched upon a little bit of this idea, um, but you know, to comparing to the two to the two recordings of yours, I have um, being Dutch experts, and then on you had just a. And, and then that's that's the CD that I got from you the night uh, the night we've talked about. Um, so there's definitely a sound shift there. Um, mm. So so what what was the draw to make that kind of sound shift? Because like it seems like that's very deliberate. Tell me mm. if I'm wrong, but or 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 tell me I'm right, but it's or but do it in a way that makes sense. I guess. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, definitely deliberate. I really. And drawn to music that kind of has like a like I guess like a darkness would be the right term um just like a sort of like dark melancholic quality to it but also like really beautiful and like ethereal which is why I'm like so drawn to the genre of music that I play now and I I always kind of was like searching for the right like sonic um I guess the sonic atmosphere for for what I was trying to convey and I feel like I just was always kind of coming up short um or I wasn't like challenging myself enough to write in a different genre but then when I started to play more of like the synth music it kind of like opened like a whole new um a whole new kind of landscape for for my sound and I realized like oh there's a lot I can do in here and then it kind of just re-inspired me so in a way it like it was very much necessary for me to shift just so that I could continue writing um so yeah it was like an inspirational thing too besides just like um you know wanting to change it up to support my my artistic desires I guess right. I'd say <laughs> all right was was there any any particular artist or artists that were were kind of like a backdrop or a fire to 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 think hey that's a good idea for me yeah um you know so i like going back to records or things that inspired me um i distinctly remember watching this I think this movie came out in 2006 so I would have been like 
I don't know, I was probably like 14. And I remember watching um, Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette movie that has um, Kirsten Dunst as Marie Antoinette. It's actually, it's a fantastic movie. I highly recommend it if you had not yeah, seen it. I haven't seen that one yet. It's so good. Um, but the thing that really struck me about that film was the soundtrack. And Sofia Coppola is kind of known for like pairing her movies with like really, really cool soundtracks. Um, and this one had just like all like new wave bands. And it was a really interesting combination of just like, you know, 17th century France and then like the cure (laughs) (laughs) and like new order and um, the Smiths. And so I remember hearing that soundtrack and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I am obsessed with this sound. And I remember asking my mom, I was like, mom, did you ever listen to the Smiths? Like, cause my mom was in like a, a, a rock band in the eighties and like, she toured for like 10 years with this band and like living off of making money making music so i was like surely my mother knows the smiths like surely my mother knows like she knew the cure but she had no idea about like any of these other bands and i was just like so obsessed with the sound so i feel like that i remember that movie like distinctly kind of setting setting me into that direction of being interested in that particular genre of music and then I kind of you know was still like writing in the singer songwriter canon because that was what I was familiar with but it's amazing what happens when you like try to experiment with something new and synthesizers can do a lot so they are pretty versatile Mm -hmm. and because I I I that's one of the things I was like, I'm, I mean, I, I think you knew that I'm a huge hip hop fan, but I'm also like, I, I'm, I'm a kid that grew up in, in the 80s myself. So like, we're, we're a little bit, you know, you know, that that's the kind of like, so I heard a lot of that kind of music. I heard a lot of New Order and The Cure. Mm-hmm. Well, I love The Cure. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm one of those people who actually thinks sitting down to a Cure album is, is fun. Even it's so though, fun. But, it is like because like musically and atmospherically it's it's fantastic it's like it's just fucking fun but like lyrically they're they're kind of a downer sometimes but still you know it's that's kind of the cool mix of that though so it's you know like beautiful melodies telling you terrible things totally to to, yeah to quote tom waits on that one so uh but it's and also a huge tom waits fan uh but yeah, talk yeah, about this, somebody uh, who's like filled with darkness. I mean, Tom Waits. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> yeah. He is, yeah. And he's also funny as all of too. So it's like, that's true. Uh, how do you, yeah. And that's the, that, and I think like in knowing you, how I know you, and I know I don't know you like, like some people do, but like I know that we've known each other a while and I've, I've got to know you in, in ways that, with the, uh, I just love to talk about you with people who don't know your music, and because I like to say like, and she's a fantastic human being. So like, that's that's my favorite part to put in. But because uh, I, I mean, I love your music, but I think that I like it, it's definitely a reflection of how awesome you are as a person. So, mm-hmm. uh, but but, uh, but that's something I tell people about. Like I tell people in that that realm. I said, well, you know, her her lyrics they can have their darkness but the music is just really beautiful and so it's it, 
so it's not so it's not quite as is uh depressing as as it, it as people think it might be so just mm-hmm. definitely check it out if you're listening to this this episode it's not live but um when people listen to this episode i'm just going to keep telling them to listen to you so <laughs> thank uh, you you're, you're very welcome you're very very welcome and so so you that was uh, i need to see that movie now so i'm going to put that on my list to do um you mentioned some great some great bands in there and you know Morrissey himself being a weird and kind of like problematic figure at times. Um, <laughs> some of the stuff he says outside of his music, but uh, but the Smiths are still pretty influential. Um, is there anybody like you, and they don't have to mention names, but is there anybody you've heard and you're like, I don't want to do that? That's something I definitely don't want to do. Um, oh, in terms of um, musically or just like in like just being like an asshole. <laughs> I, I, I think I, well, I guess both, but especially musically. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I think like, yes, actually, no, that's, that's wrong. I am sure. I, I hear a lot of stuff that I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it might not suck for somebody else, but there is a lot of trash and I, I don't know. I'm not really like, I think what makes a song great is not necessarily like how flashy it is or like, um, like, I don't know. Like, I think like really beauty comes in simplicity and just like tiny little elements that like you could barely notice, but it just like makes the song so much better in terms of how it feels like texturally. And, like, I mean, like, look at the Beatles. Like, they wrote, I mean, in my opinion and, and many other opinions, uh, many other people's opinions, like, they wrote some of the greatest songs ever written. And it's, like, so simple. You know, it's, like, you've got a catchy hook. You've got some really good production. But, like, none of the songs are, like, super complex. And that's, that's how they've, like, managed to stand the test of time. And I think a good song stands the test of time and i think that like the bull there's so much bullshit (laughs) played (laughs) on the radio and stuff and like is that are those songs gonna be like still good in 60 years i mean i don't know i don't think so (laughs) i really don't they they might end up on one of those compilations uh that whatever way we listen to music 60 years from now and someone pushes play and they're like oh my god i remember that but they won't they'll be like what the hell was right yeah what was i doing with that <laughs> that's funny yeah, it's yeah. A lot of that. i don't know i yeah but you know it's cool i mean like whatever you're into as long as you're not like hurting anyone then you're entitled to listen to whatever you want there you I, go. I just think like there is a lot of bad music and when there's so much good music, it's like don't listen to the bad music. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I mean it's 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 all a matter of how you want to spend your time, right? So totally. There's a there's a there's a friend of mine who talks about you know, like he's a he's a hater, and he's like he has a, and he does music too, and uh, and he says something about like you know I I used to be a hater when I was a kid, I grew up 
holy shit, I'm still a hater, or I'm a hater still. <laughs> and then like, yeah. but he's did he talk? He talked about that line in his in, a, in an interview I saw, and um, and he said, well, you kind of have to be picky. If you're not picky, then you're gonna make the music you don't want to make. So it's uh, true. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a really astute a really astute thing and that's exactly how I feel about like my other stuff like my older stuff versus <laughs> now so I, I don't know it's like I'm genuinely about what I just put out and I know that like if that's if I can like make that like my baseline like like I now have a good challenge for like the next thing you know I'm like okay the bar has been set like how can I? How can I do for the next the next uh, release? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I like I said, I've listened to I listened to Bound by This a, a bunch, really, and I listened to it again this afternoon. And yeah, and I, I I would have to as a listener, and not just because I know you, but for someone who's like absolutely addicted to music, um, that is a that is a great bar to set yourself to because like it's I I. I love it. Um, the only the only the only qualm I have with it is that it's it's only mm. you know, but it's a, but but it's an EP, so I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, yeah. Do do you mind? I want you, mind? To, I want you sorry, to keep wanting more. I'm gonna keep you uh, keep you on your toes. That's one of my <laughs> strategies. Is like yeah, only releasing enough to like give people just enough to want more <laughs> that's, that's a solid business plan right <laughs> yeah but then i have to get to work so <laughs> is uh is it is it too um too under the hood if i if i ask you to kind of break down some of uh some of what you're doing with with those songs like as far as like what you're what are you trying to say or is there something in particular that but if we just go with the title track, mm. uh, was there so what could could we talk about like what inspired the words to that? And I feel like we have a good handle on what musically you're doing there, but maybe not lyrically. Yeah, yeah, um, sure, that sounds good. Right. I haven't talked about that yet um, with with anyone really, so. That's what happens when you get a word guy. When you get a poet yeah. to, to talk to you, that's what happens, I guess. Uh oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that song. Well, basically, like, I wrote this whole album when I was having kind of like a mental breakdown. Um. So I think that that song is kind of just like um a general recognition of the things that I was kind of holding internally that were maybe causing me um, a lot of distress emotionally and um, emotionally and like spiritually. And I kind of, I was kind of just like highlighting the things that we hold that we don't even like recognize have so much um, power over us. And, um, when they kind of, when all that stuff kind of came to the surface and like, I just literally like was crippled by it. Um, I realized how powerful those elements of yourself can be. So 
I think that track in particular is kind of like recognizing, um, recognizing those elements, the, the hidden elements that kind of keep us um, tethered to things that maybe we should be uh, letting go, I guess. Gotcha. Because I, I see writing a lot of the times uh, as a cathartic thing. So that's, I was wondering on that end, and uh, I definitely didn't want to overstep any bounds, but I I was wondering on that end because it, it did seem, and then much like a lot of the lyrics that you 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 have written that I've heard, like they do seem like it is something that you're thinking through and going through and feeling through. So I was just, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to explore that. So thank you for that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and I still have that like classic singer-songwriter uh, way of writing about all of my internal struggles. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's going anywhere. Um, <laughs> that's part of being human, I think. Is yeah. If you kind of have it, if you have the outlet like you do, might as well use it. I mean, it's totally make some beautiful things out of some, some not so beautiful things. And right? so to, Speaking of things like in, in the lyrical sense, do you do you tend to write more um, directly about what you're feeling and thinking, or is it sometimes do you write in a in more metaphor and more like in like using devices as code kind of thing, or is it is it or is it just more straightforward? Um, I think it's a little of both. I think that song has has a little of both. Um, but yeah, I. I I think I think I, I kind of do like both ways of writing, but also I've done ways of writing where like I'm not even talking about myself at all, and I'm kind of just like like creating like a a story, um, very much like a fiction writing exercise. <laughs> so um, I've done that, but it seems to be that most of the stuff I'm writing kind of pertains to like my general like observations of life and the human condition and also like what I'm going through. And like this EP in particular is like a pretty personal um, exploration of those themes, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of, I'm like curious about the next one and like where it's going to go. Cause I'm already starting to write it and I'm like, huh, <laughs> what's this one going to be about? Interesting. That's that's funny. It's like, I love it when it takes you to places. Like it's, uh, and you know, like I, I've written, I've written similarly in my, in my poetry. And then that's, uh, I have no idea what's going on other than I have a phrase or two that I'm like, I have to put that into something. And then things come out. I'm like, Oh, look at that. I didn't think, I didn't know I thought that. Yeah. It's so. interesting how it can like, and that's sort of the thing too, is like after I made this, I was like, Oh, I just was, I had no idea that that was that. So yeah, it does teach you things about yourself that you get to go back and revisit, which is cool that you kind of have this like, this moment in time that you're able to like, I don't know, like almost study and kind of learn about yourself in a different way. It's cool. Yeah, it's like, it's like therapy you don't necessarily have to pay for. <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit of unpacking. Yeah. Um, and that's the. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's quite cool. 
so moving away from process and from 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 the deep and deep and impersonal, maybe this is personal. I don't know because I don't know where the name Dutch experts came from. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so funny. Yeah, it's really kind of random, but um, basically, like Graham and I were listening to the radio. Um, you know, as everyone was really doing during COVID lockdown, <laughs> a lot of news, a lot of news floating around. And um, I can't remember exactly what had happened, but I want to say it had something to do with like, <laughs> the, remember like the ship that like blocked the canal. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it had something to do with that. And anyway, they were like talking about like getting, they were like the Dutch experts. They were like talking about getting some Dutch experts in there to like sort it out. And, <laughs> and after like those words were uttered, like Graham was like, that sounds really good together. That'd be like a really sick band name. And I kind of laughed it off. I was like, no, I don't like that. But then I like <laughs> I thought about it for so long. I was like, oh, that's actually a really sick band name. <laughs> <laughs> then it just kind of stuck. And then it also has this kind of double entendre with, you know, Dutch masters. I'm a big fan of the Dutch Renaissance in terms of like painting style. Um, and then, you know, I chose to have my portrait painted in that style as the album cover. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of a play on lots of things. And I like that people can have different interpretations of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I, that, I, would, I love that kind of like behind the music moment right there because like it's mm-hmm. like sometimes it just is just that. And like, but I was I remember seeing things come up on Instagram um, with when when you were getting ready to to pretty much announce you're doing new music. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is this Dutch expert mean? And I finally got the chance to ask you, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really not too much behind that one, but it's it's <laughs> you know you hear something silly and you're like, oh, this is, I can't get this out of my head, and then it just sort of becomes like your identity that you create. So I don't know, it's interesting. I would not have pegged that as my band name um, had you asked me like years ago. What would your band name be? I would not have said Dutch experts, but it's also just kind of become this thing. I like the way the words sound together. And and now like it's kind of like it's kind of accumulating like its own little branding moment. So I'm just like, all right, I'm here, I'm doing it. I'm I've committed. <laughs> so here I am. Because now you actually have something printed too. Like you have physical copies that people have in their hands right now that's it that's it yeah you definitely have signed that signed that away <laughs> so yeah it's i'm in it i'm here yeah and that's funny and also like it's it's a, again about process but it's not totally about like the musical process do you do you write other forms of writing like do you do you write any sort of poetry or prose or mm. Yeah, you know, I haven't in a long time, and I really have wanted to get back to that because I'm wondering if it'll help um, with lyric writing for this next record. Um, So I I have every intention of doing it. But yeah, I used to write in my journal all the time. 
And um, I also just really like writing in general. And I do a lot of like, I have like this freelance job where I just do like content creation for like a couple of businesses. And so I have to write like a lot of like copy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like always writing like ad copy and stuff. And I'm like, I know it's not anything related to like creative writing, but I'm like, oh, like if I could apply the same sort of methodology to like just making shit up in like a creative writing context, then I would probably have like an entire album's worth of writing done. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I'll get there. Yeah, that's a yeah. I have faith that you will be there. So, thank you. You're welcome. That's pretty fun. Because I usually ask if, uh, when I've asked people who write music, if they write the other side, it's like sometimes the the question becomes, do you know the difference when you sit down um, to write something? And then most people say say they don't until they sit down, like they have an idea. You're like, no, that's. Uh, that's that's so I was wondering if there's some some confusion there sometimes when you sit down because anyway, I know I only write poetry these days. So like I, well, if I sit down to write, if it's not an email for work, um, it's definitely a poem. So that's good. I think it's important to like also make time, like carve out time to devote to like doing specific forms of creation. Right. Um, yeah. yeah so that was that was actually my next question is like do you do you have a a scheduled time or you do you sit do you allot yourself some time to to just be doing nothing but playing playing with music and creating music yeah that's a really solid question i think um i think that i have a real tendency to kind of get lost in all the chaotic stuff that i have acquired in my life um and so I will do like these sporadic moments of like um I'm just trying to like figure out how to make it work for my life and my schedule but I've kind of gotten into this thing where I like commit myself to doing like ideally I would love to have like a full work day of writing once a week but I just think because of my life and my schedule like that's kind of not possible so I try to make like a full workday spread out through the week. So like, you know, eight to 10 hours of devoting to writing a week where I like, I carve out like an hour and a half a day or like, oh, today I have two hours. So I'm going to like be in the studio for two hours, like put my phone on, like do not disturb and like (laughs) lock it away somewhere and then like make myself sit down and like set a timer. And I find that really helps me um, because I definitely have ADD. And I think I need to like have like sequestered time and also give myself like breaks too, because it's hard. It's like really hard to like make yourself sit still when you are like living in a culture where everybody's just like, go, 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 you know? Right. That makes makes sense. I, I, I know that I have to be, in kind of a similar zone where, because I mean, you know, life is life. We have a little one. I, so when I write, I have to be in the space. Otherwise, yeah, yeah makes sense. And 
so thinking of different spaces uh like when you because you just did the you just did the stone church like that was i wanted to get down there but like again life being life um beautiful venue like i i never knew when i was living in brattleboro and going to school in brattleboro i, I never knew that that place would 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 house so much cool music oh my gosh. Uh, so awesome. such a such a cool venue and like because I, I like uh, like we like we've talked about i went to high school there and i used to walk past that that church every day when i was going downtown and like there's no way i thought that but like but so you performed there so how did that show go first of all from from your from your perspective how was that show i thought it was great um i was so i was like so sick i terrible like cough and like chest cold and like it was awful and I had like just been testing myself for COVID because I'm like I have fucking COVID I have COVID I'm gonna have to like cancel the show I was so stressed about it and like I didn't test positive until like four days after the show which was so weird but that's besides the point the point (laughs) is is that I did the show horrifically sick and oh, man. I was so stressed about it. And then I just got to this point where I was like, you know what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it couldn't be any worse than it is. So I'm just going to like do it. And I was so I got to this plateau where I was just so calm and like focused. And I'm like, I need to re I need to kind of like summon that very scenario, like without the sick part for like the next time <laughs> I play, because it ended up being just so good and I was so happy with how it all turned. Graham played with me, which was really sweet and special. And it was just like a really good crowd for a Sunday, which was awesome. I think there were like 70 people there and um, it just felt really warm and sweet. So I was really happy with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the clips the clips that you put up on on your socials and I thought yeah I was I was like oh man and I think it was because it was a Sunday night that I couldn't get there when I think about it yeah that's no it's hard Sunday yeah. nights are hard because I, I I wake up earlier than I wish I did sometimes so it's definitely mm-hmm. that but I'm, but I saw the clips and I'm like that that is so good and I was definitely jealous of anybody there because not jealous of you because with the sickness but jealous that you were on stage though so that, that's awesome mm-hmm. uh, yeah and, and uh in thinking about live performances too is there like because like you obviously did the ep there right and then like uh but when you put something on record when uh, versus when you do it on stage uh what kind of what kind of things do you have to change or do you change anything hmm yeah, that's a good question. I, so with this, I'm trying like this EP, I'm trying to play it pretty much exactly as is. And I've gone through like a year of experimenting how to play it live because I did a lot of shows over the last year. And they were all like all I did was just like play the EP. And then people are like, who the fuck is this band? Like, and I <laughs> just wasn't online or anything. So people were like, how do I hear your music? And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just like play and then like people would be like, I really like this. Like, how do I listen to you? And I, then I would just like ghost them. Um, so 
it was kind of interesting like experimenting and seeing how it worked um, in different spaces over the last year but I was playing with a full band I played many shows with a full band and then I played with just a drummer and then at the EP show I ended up just doing pretty much like all electronic instrumentation except for Graham and I and so it's really I don't know it's kind of fun to like see what I can do with electronics and still kind of make it sound really full and rich and I basically just like pull the um the stems from the EP and I like mix them into a live like a live mix and then um I just will play my parts and sing my parts and then like if somebody plays with me I'll just like make sure that those parts aren't being played electronically if that makes sense I think so yeah, and then that's... I kind of just like sync it all together and then I just have to make sure I'm playing in time because it doesn't um there's no forgiveness there. It just keeps going without you. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to kind of just like be there or you or you miss the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda I, I kinda kinda get that. I I I totally dig it too, because like yeah, just, yeah, you gotta buy the ticket, right? So Yeah, exactly. And that's awesome. Yeah, because um, I I was just uh, I was I always wondered that because like when it, when anything is like I guess electronic in a lot of different ways I wonder how it translates live and obviously I saw the clips but like I wanted to know how how it moved from your album to to the stage mm-hmm. and and that's pretty awesome and I'm I'm holding the I'm not I don't have I don't have the, the EP yet but I do have it on my phone so yeah. I'm giving. I'm giving you plenty of plays, but I'm going to buy the record soon. I swear, oh, I swear, because <laughs> uh, those those colors of the vinyl are so pretty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Burlington Record Plant put it out, and they did such an amazing job. And I got to go um, pick the records up in person, which was really sweet, and like you know, get to tour the the really incredibly small space that they inhabit. And they put out so many records every year and they are just the sweetest people. They have such an amazing setup. They do such good work and they mix all those colors themselves, like using different, um, different wax, like different colors of wax. And then they mix them to like color match. So that was, um, that was fun to get to see that. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's very few. I think feel like very few artists get to see the process of that. They get to see the end result because, like, I've seen so many music, musicians like doing the unboxing, if you will, and like, but, mm-hmm. but, but uh, yeah. So that's a really cool insight to that. Uh, to, and then, and I'm not sure if you know this. That if you had to go to Burlington to get the to get those, you probably went to up by 89 North. So you, if you're new where to look, you'd be able to see our house. So, are you in Bethel? In Bethel, you... yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like right. This is right before the underpass, right after the underpass. Mm-hmm. Or no, yeah, right after the underpass. If you look right, going north through the trees, you can see our house. Oh, so, that's so cool. So, yeah, I love it. I love that area. It's so beautiful up there. It is. That's why we're we're hoping to stay up here as long as possible. And, and so, which also reminds me is that you've ever have you ever been to Babe's Bar 
and shout out to those dudes because they're such amazing people but because they do live music quite often yeah you know i've heard legend of babes bar i have not actually gone and i would love to hit them up and see if they want to do something because i'm trying i don't know like i don't really necessarily want to do like a full tour yet because i kind of i don't know i want to have like a full length record before i do that um because it's just there's no money in touring and i just want to like <laughs> do it right <laughs> if i'm gonna do it um but i would love to do like a little run like up and down vermont so i'm definitely gonna hit them up because i've heard legend they're they're awesome it's a yeah. cool bar it's such a cool bar um, so it's uh so i've got a, what a weird process question I'm, I'm all about process if you haven't figured that out that's so uh, awesome though because uh, uh, so i'm looking at the album blur and i'm looking at that bound by this like what is was there a difference in in how you sat sat through or how you got to to completion on both of those projects oh yeah 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 so different, <laughs> so different. <laughs> i feel like um blur was like uh it was just you know like a lot of songs that i had written in high school and then um i don't know i kind of was like revisiting them in like a, a new context of recording because i had i hadn't really like had creative freedom. I had been in studios before, but I was like so young and timid in that context that I didn't really have like much creative freedom in that, in those contexts. So I was able to like work, you know, pretty closely with the person I recorded blur with. And that kind of made it seem like I was more involved in the production process, but then you know, I just, I hate it. I just can't. Those songs, I can't. I can't. But um, with this record, it was like, I had, I had like demoed everything so much and I had it like, so I had it like so ready to go. And when I showed up, I went to Nashville to record with this guy named Mikey Allred, who's like a fucking wizard. And he, is so underrated and so underutilized and he's like made some like beautiful records and um actually barishi recorded their last album with him and he just does some amazing stuff sonically and i really wanted to work with him and he was just such a joy to work with he like heard my demos and he was like these are really, really well demoed. <laughs> like <laughs> he was really impressed by it. So that made me feel good because it kind of felt like the rest of that process was so easy because I knew exactly what needed to happen. I had like already recorded all the synth parts before I even went in to the studio. So that saved a ton of time to be able to actually like spend experimenting with like layering guitar and layering other synths on top of that and then doing all the drum parts so like i did that whole ep in like four days oh wow so that was pretty cool and like i mean i not even like really long days i think i did like eight hour days there was one big push at the end that i did like a 12 hour day but like usually like people are in the studio for like 24 hours you know <laughs> like not sleeping and like 
I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be able to be like well rested and come at it every day, like really fresh and like clear. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And, and all in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, too. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. It's, you know, it's a strange place. It's also changed a lot since the last time I had been there. Um, it's super gentrified and like really hipster filled now, oh, oh, man. <laughs> which is really interesting to see, like, like driving through like areas that used to be just like all slum. And now they're just like all these new developments and like really hip, like modern buildings everywhere. And so it's kind of, it's interesting to see how much a city changes in like a decade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, gentrification is it's a, it's a thing, and it's it's so weird. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, going back, yeah. back home. Yeah. Siri, why is Siri showing up? <laughs> <laughs> Siri, like just Siri, just told me where Seattle was. I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> what Sorry. are you doing, Siri? That's all right. I was wondering who that was. Well, what's that all about? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's, yeah. uh, um, so thinking then not moving away from process i think that was my last process question probably <laughs> so um what we talked about some of the stuff that like that you don't like listening to and like what are you listening to now that has like got you either like excited about it or or just stuff that's on rotation for you it could either be excited about it or just you just really dig playing it like so what do you yeah um good question uh i really have become obsessed with in terms of like pop music which is funny because i don't really listen to a lot of like pop music um i really love caroline polachek she's been kind of on rotation heavily right now i think she's really refreshing to the pop music world she's kind of like art pop um she's a brilliant composer and she also is a, a synth player so i think i'm kind of drawn to that but it's it's definitely like more um mainstream than like what i usually like to listen to but that's kind of nice to switch it up sometimes um so i've been listening to a lot of that um I also have been, let's see, I'm like trying to look at my recently played. <laughs> I do a lot of Bob Marley, actually. Um, just Take going a on a little, little reggae kick. Yeah, it's really relaxing to me. Um, and then I was kind of, because I've been thinking a lot about like, you know, things that inspired me. So I was doing a deep dive into like Enya again and listening to her first album, which is so wild and very <laughs> weird. And I love it so much. And then, um, I don't know. I listened to a lot of Wild Nothing recently, which is a really good indie band. Um, so it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's good to be all over the place there's so much music out there that you, know, you can't keep one type of music going all the time. Although I say that but at the same time as saying playing the same music for the last few days. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. 
That's like I've I I I don't know if we have I'm sure we do have some Enya in this house. Um but it's funny because it's short but true story. One of my roommates in college um said that his surefire way of meeting girls was to to ask if they had any Enya for him to borrow because he wanted to study. <laughs> so like he got the geek thing going and he also like yeah, it's like I I can't remember if he got any girlfriends out of that, but uh Oh my God, that's amazing! But it sound, <laughs> sounded like a pretty ingenious time to, or ingenious thing to do for as a as a nineteen year old and, oh and first God. time on your own kind of thing. But yeah, so that's, that's when I when I hear Enya's name, I think of I think of Kevin. So shout out to Kevin. <laughs> so, Kevin, Kevin, that's yeah. a good pickup line. I mean, hey, maybe uh, there's something I, there. there's something there, Kevin. I feel like it had to have worked because, like, he did disappear for quite some time. So, like, it, I don't know. It's and he did come back with an India CD or two at times too. So it's there. there you go. I mean, at the very least, he he borrowed the CDs. That's great. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Every time I hear her name, that's that's what comes up to mind. Uh, so, uh, I've actually I'm pretty proud of myself. I hit every every question. Yeah, um, um, minus the one that I or the, there's two that I always ask that or I don't always ask. I always forget one of them, um, or often forget one of them. The other one being like, uh, or the, the being like, if listeners want to find you, uh, mm. your music or anything you want to share with people, how do we find you? Um, I have a well. I'm on like all the major streaming platforms um i also have a website which is called dutchexpertsband.com um and that has links to everything and i'm also on bandcamp and you know the standard social media stuff such as instagram and facebook are probably my two most used platforms i would say um yeah that's that's where you can find me all right that's that's pretty awesome to ask that question so i'm like it's like i've like i've said already i've I've been on your music for what's the same minute because we don't want to do the math because um because math is is stupid unless you really need it (laughs) Um, yeah uh, and I know there's some people that are going to be mad at me saying for saying that. I respect math. Don't kill me, mathematicians. Please don't kill me. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So then it's then it, it's going to be under your 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 band name of Dutch experts, right? So mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and so the the second question I try to remember to ask everybody, which I'm probably running at about fifty fifty, uh, if I'm being generous to myself, when um, is I try to get a pretty eclectic bunch of people on and so far so good um who should i hit up next like who do you think i should try to email a manager of or or bug a partner of or because hmm. I, I mean i know that graham does music and eventually i'd like to to knock on his door too but uh but beyond that who do you think i should talk to or try to talk to mm-hmm. Oh boy, and there's so many great musicians like happening in, in Vermont right now. Like the music scene, I think it's really kind of entering a renaissance. Um, 
there is a guy who played in my band for a few shows and he also is kind of your neighbor he lives in um sharon and Mm. he's a very prolific songwriter his name is tom weir he um has a band called old moon and he puts out like literally like probably an album like twice a year it's insane he's like so prolific and i i feel really lucky because i got to play a few shows in his band and we did so we did like a show in boston that was really cool um yeah he's he's a really good guy um he might be somebody worth talking to because he just is so creative and he might be a really interesting person to pick his brain on process. Um, I would like to know his process. <laughs> <laughs> so I may be a little biased, but yeah, he's really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. There's just so many people that I'm like, who, where to start? Um, but I'll, maybe I'll compile a list for you. All right. <laughs> it works for me. But you yeah. had an you had an answer for quote unquote on air. So that was cool too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a question that like I, I put a few people on the spot with that one, and they're like, ah, I don't know what to do with that. And then sometimes I get an answer, sometimes I don't. You gave you gave me an answer, and you're gonna give me a list. So awesome. Yeah, I and, did what I could. I did what I could. <laughs> and because uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, is uh, like we've already been. Yeah, it's almost an hour and a half. That's pretty awesome, though. So it's mm-hmm. I got I got this big clicking time time clock thing on this recording device which is fun and, uh, not sure what happens when i run out of time but we'll, we'll see <laughs> so one day we'll see I won't, do that. I won't do that to you though but uh but so all right listeners you know how to find her now uh, i know i have some homework to do uh, i'm gonna look up tom weir um because he's just right down the road for me so that, that's a, that's a good point um unless is there anything else that you would like to share with with the listeners out there um i think it's really important to make time to do what you love to do and i think that you know if you have any reservations about creating because you're nervous or you don't know where to start i would say just find something that you are really interested in and then just like practice being bad at it and then eventually you will probably be good at it because you'll just be practicing so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd say like, there's never, it's never too late to start, to start getting into something that you enjoy doing. So. Awesome. Yeah. And thank you for that. Um, And uh, I think with that, uh, we'll, we'll call it a night and thank you very much, Hannah, for coming on with me. Thank you for having me, Matt. You're very welcome. And I will let you know when, when I'm ready to drop this into the world, which will probably be in about a week from now. So, Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Have a great night. You too. Be well. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye.